everybody. Welcome back to Baseball Connection. We have a blockbuster. I'm sure most have already heard. There was a blockbuster that went down on Wednesday. Juan Soto is now headed to the New York Yankees. The Yankees get Juan Soto in a blockbuster deal with the Padres. It's a seven-player swap in total. And the left-handed hitting slugger, is going to be traded for the second time before his 26th birthday. So we know he started his career in Washington, was traded to the Padres, and now he's traded to the Yankees. Obviously, he's not being traded because he's not valuable. He's being traded because teams know he's going to be expensive. Teams know they're not going to be able to keep him for cheap. So the Nationals traded him before he got too expensive. Now the Padres are doing the same thing. They're trying to catch it. Teams also know that when you trade Juan Soto, you get a lot in return. That is the reason why Juan Soto has been traded twice in his career. He's not even 26 years old yet. So it's going to be Juan Soto and Trent Grisham heading from San Diego to the Bronx. And the Padres will receive five players. Right-hander Michael King. Top pitching prospect Drew Thorpe. Right-handers Johnny Brito and Randy Vasquez. And catcher Kyle Higashioka are heading to San Diego in return. So... Juan Soto's time in San Diego concludes after one and a half seasons. You know, they, you know, like I said, they acquired him for the Nationals, summer 2022. And he would go on to appear in 214 games for the Padres, hitting 265 with an 893 OPS. I mean, it wasn't immediately the smoothest tenure, but just because he had such high standards. But, you know, this past season by May, he turned a corner, was back to performing at an elite level. I mean, he ultimately turned in a huge line, 275 with a 929 OPS, 35 home runs. And he played in all 162 games for the Padres this past year. And he just narrowly established a career high in home runs, despite a relatively pitcher-friendly park there, Echo Park in San Diego. So we all know with Juan Soto, plate discipline is his calling card. Among hitters with 400-plus plate appearances, only Aaron Judge walk more than him and he trailed the MVPs Ronald Acuna Jr. and Shohei Otani in on base percentage he was number three in baseball the only other guys who had a high OBP were the two MVPs and Juan Soto was one of just four hitters to walk more often than he struck out in 2023 so this is what we've come to expect from Juan Soto when you look at his career slash line you know 284 average a 945 OPS or five and a half MLB season, still not 26 years old yet. He's on a Hall of Fame trajectory and he's immediately going to step into the middle of the Yankees batting order. So he and Aaron Judge now going to comprise baseball's most fearsome corner outfield tandem, although we'll talk about it in a minute. What exactly are the Yankees going to do with their outfield alignment? Because now they have Trent Grisham and Alex Verdugo, who was just acquired the other night from the Red Sox. So the Yankees outfield has been completely overhauled, completely. Brian Cashman said this a few weeks ago, I guess, maybe a month ago. He was saying, hey, we, we need to get at least two outfielders, preferably left-handed hitting. Well, they've got three left-handed hitting outfielders. One of them is one of the best outfielders in the game in Juan Soto. And then the other two are pretty good in their own right at what they do. Especially when you look at Grisham and Verdugo, you could actually platoon them. You could. They're both left-handed hitters, but Verdugo hits lefties well. Grisham hits righties well. You could do that and have a pretty nice platoon. And 
this is probably what I think the Yankees are going to do. I think they're going to have Grisham and Verdugo platoon in left. I think they're going to have Juan Soto in, so I'm sorry, Aaron Judge in center field and Juan Soto in right field. Stanton, the DH is what I believe. In all likelihood, though, this Soto acquisition is a one-year is a one-year thing for for the Yankees because he's in the final offseason of arbitration. I mean, he's projected to earn $33 million this year, which would break the all-time record for an arbitration-eligible player. I'm sure the Yankees are going to try to extend him or at least talk to his agent, Scott Boris, about a possible long-term deal. But, you know, it's it's unlikely that that they'll get a deal done because Juan Soto, three-time All-Star, he, he rejected a $440 million offer from the Nationals at one point. I mean, I know that deal was heavily backloaded, but... You know, the price is only going to be higher now that he's a season and a half closer to the open market because he's just a, he, he's just, he's close. He's close. So when I say a season and a half, he's, he's one season away. He's one season away from the open market. So yes, they could try to discuss extensions. Of course, it's possible. They just have to throw out some stupid money for that. And Aaron Boone did say, Recently, the Yankees were comfortable playing judge in center field if necessary. And I, I, I do think, just as I said, yeah, their most frequently used outfield would have judge in center field, despite the fact that there is increased injury risk in that position. But Soto and right, Verdugo and left, or Verdugo, Grisham, Platoon and left. I think that's what they're going to do. And that just means no John Carlos Stanton. But here is the bigger question. What are the Yankees going to do in the summer when Jason Dominguez gets back? Jason Dominguez is their top center field prospect. He broke into big leagues for a few games in 2022, and he looked pretty good. Only 20 years old, 21, whatever he is. So he's going to be back and he got Tommy John surgery. But they're going to get him back. So that means someone's going to get traded. No, Grisham just turned 27. He played four seasons in San Diego after playing you know, for the Brewers before that. And he's trended down offensively through the past few years. You know, He just hasn't really hit well at all. He's patient enough to work a fair number of walks, and he reached double-digit homers in all four years in San Diego. But I mean, he had a buck ninety-one. If you go back to twenty twenty-two, it's just not, not getting it done. Three hundred on base percentage, three forty-seven slug. It's not really getting it done. So the thing with him is that he's a plus defender in center field, Gold Glover. He he's received strong marks, defensive runs saved, and you know, out above average, all that. All that, but the glove, you know, it, it can only carry you so far. So we'll see. We'll see what they do. Um, he's he's the lowest on the totem pole right now because he doesn't bring as much to the table offensively. But we'll see who ends up staying in the out, outfield. If it's Verdugo that gets shipped out, if it's Grisham that get, gets shipped out by midseason, because I think when Jason Domingos Dominguez gets back, they're gonna want to give him big league reps for sure. So. That is the first haul. That is the first haul, um, like huge haul, blockbuster deal, I would say, of this, uh, you know, of this hot stove season. Hot stove is burning, absolute burning. So other deals, free agent deal this time, Eduardo Rodriguez agreed to a four-year, $80 million deal with the Arizona Diamondbacks. So Erod, you know, he just left Detroit where he was there for a little bit. And now he's got a nice $80 million contract. He has a fifth-year option, which could push it to $99 million, But, you know, 
it's 80 million guaranteed. So you're talking about the reigning National League champs. Erod provides a third playoff caliber arm to pair with their two-headed monster, Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly. Both those guys were outstanding in the postseason. Now you get Erod, who you know who who lengthens that rotation, who makes it a lot deeper. So it's a nice four-year deal for Erod, and you know, yeah, that, that's that's what that's what you get with him. Someone who can eat up innings, a nice left-handed pitcher, and consistent, steady Eddie. And I don't know if that's what they call him. That's what they should call him, steady Eddie. You know, you know exactly what you're gonna get with this guy. He had a three and a half WAR in 2023, you know, 3.3 ERA, great numbers across the board. His career numbers are pretty solid too. And last but not least, the Reds have agreed to a three-year deal with Jamer Candelario, third baseman Jamer Candelario. It's three years, 45 million dollar guaranteed, and Candelari is coming off one of the finest seasons of his career, having turned in a combined, you know, 251 with, you know, 336 on base, 471 slug between the Nationals and the Cubs. Looked really good. Looked really good for both teams. Was an interesting acquisition at the trade deadline because all of a sudden he just had all this value. But yeah, that 807 OPS played really well, earned himself some money. And now he's going to go to Cincinnati. And Candelario's at this point, how old is he? He's 30. Yeah, so he's 30. He's cashing in. The Reds are an unexpected fit for him at first glance because they have a bit of a glut of young infield talent. But, you know, they have guys that they can move around the field a little bit. So utility man Spencer Steer is probably going to move to the outfield. And... So with Candelario, you have Ellie De La Cruz, Matt McClain, Christian Encarnacion Strand, Jonathan India, or Noel V. Marte. Another person's probably going to get dangled in trade talks right there. And then another person's going to move to D8. They've already pushed out Joey Votto, unfortunately, you know, the end of an era over there. So someone's probably going to get traded from that group, and then someone will probably move to the DH, which means it could be Candelario himself. Yes, he's a corner bat. He, he could be the DH as well. But he, he's got his money. They're not paying him $45 million to not to not use him. So he's probably going to play some third base, honestly. Probably not going to pay all that for just the DH, Candelario. They probably want the third baseman, Candelario. So those are the three big deals. I would say three big deals that just went down. Just went down. And, yeah, that's that's what we're seeing. The hot stove is burning, ladies and gentlemen. So Juan Soto is a Yankee. Erod is a Diamondback. Candelario is a Cincinnati Red. But that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.